Hey everyone, welcome to the Spiritual Underground Podcast. This is Dan coming to you from my living room today. Uh, had a little gas shortage out in the shop and uh, yeah, we get this mixture of doing this podcast out on the road, through Zoom, uh, <clears throat> and the wood shop. And uh, I do like to mix it up a little bit, um, put a little variety in in the podcast. If you're just coming upon the Spiritual Underground podcast, it is primarily a 12-step recovery podcast. Uh, there are shows where we talk about other things, uh, but the vast majority of my guests and myself included are uh, products of 12-step recovery. And that's what we're trying to do here. Is uh, My main focus is to carry this message. Uh, hopefully, if you're in 12-step recovery, you get something by listening to this. And perhaps if you're not, uh, it would it would lead you that direction if uh, that's something you need. Twelve Step Spiritual Recovery is a book by James Christopher Cohn. It is uh, the twelve steps for everyone. No longer uh, are the twelve steps limited to people with an ism. You don't have to have alcoholism or addictionism. Oh, hold on, that it doesn't have an ism on the end of that. Uh, it's for anybody, and if you think the 12-step tools may uh, help you, uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that they will improve the, improve the quality of your life regardless if you just do them. Uh, that book might be exactly what you're looking for. It can be found on Amazon, and uh, you can get it Kindle or hard copies, and it's, uh, once again, 12-step spiritual recovery by James Christopher Cohn at Amazon. Thank you, Darren so much for the last couple of episodes and for uh, allowing me to use your music wrapped around this podcast. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, listening to one of my podcasts this morning because just doing a quality check, so to speak. Uh, I set them to come out at 5 a.m. on Sunday mornings and uh, tend to, when I wake up in the morning, I'll punch the, open it up, make sure that actually happened. Uh, there's never been a failure, but I do. Uh, I've I've really taken a liking to the intro music. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Darren. So today we're just going to uh, knock around some concepts concerning recovery and life in general. Uh, I don't know exactly what those are going to be. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast, I asked my higher power to uh, help me, and uh, it seems to happen. Uh, when I do that. Um, my guest today uh, is, and I was actually just getting ready to tell him something, and I thought, well, I'll just save that for the air. But uh, my memory works really, really well today. And uh, one of the things that is burned into my mind is the men and the people, well, you know, in one regard, it's people, but men specifically in this regard, in Frank's regard, that were at the place that I consider saved my life. Uh, and I can remember those guys very well. When I early recovery, the people that gave me support and encouraged me, and, uh, and Frank is one of those. And I can put that little group in a basket almost, you know, and carry them around with me in my hip pocket. Uh, for how how much they how much they mean to me and uh, Frank was definitely m meant a lot to me it means a lot to me but that early recovery is just I don't know if it's for everybody if if that happens with everybody I kind of think it does because I talk around 
but those guys are burned into a special place in my heart. And uh, so I appreciate you just out there uh, participating in your recovery when I just happen to stumble along. Um, don't believe in coincidences anymore. Um, uh, I know those, uh, these people were put in my path as I was put in theirs. So thank you, Frank. Uh, you know, as we started out this morning, we said a prayer. And uh, you had mentioned uh, a particular kind of prayer that you've been working with a lot. So before I do that, I just want to say, how are you today? I'm great. And uh, thank you so much, Dan, for giving me the opportunity to be on here. Um, um, it's always an honor and a privilege. Well, uh, since since the big, since I met you, there's been whatever you're saying has caught my attention, and uh, so I, I think it's now that I'm kind of evolving the format of the podcast. And uh, Frank's stories on there, boy, I had to go back and think. I think it was 2000. I think it was in 2019. I think it was the first year of the podcast. Yeah, it was. Uh, January starts out the beginning of year four on the of the podcast wow, season wow. four. Yeah. I've just been going by years. Yeah, as far as when you flip the season, and if you mess up and you don't put a season on it, like when you load it up, if you forget to click the season mm-hmm. button, it like throws it out into the ether someplace where it, it doesn't completely lose huh. it. But most people's podcast platforms, uh, players. Sort them by season. Okay. Okay. So if if you don't put it in there, it falls to the bottom of the list, like a bonus episode or something. Uh, I learned that the hard way. But uh, yeah, it's been a while. So if you want to hear Frank's story, uh, as it was at that point in time, the cool thing about this is it can, can, our stories consist constantly evolve. Uh, it's it's back in the it's back in the early days. Um, but this evolution of the format of the podcast, I don't really know. You know, I let I let my higher power guide me and take me and show me and that kind of thing. And you know what's happening? Um, nobody's wanting to come tell their stories. Uh, it's not that that's not really correct. I am that is not presenting itself. Hmm. You know, and I throw it out there and I ask people, and I don't know what's going on, but uh, I've, I've just it's it's. Uh, it's in a lull at the moment. So uh, I, one of the things that I do today, another one of the things I do that improves the quality of my life greatly is I have this guy call my sponsor, and he will give me ideas and suggestions that what I might do. And so uh, we're just really just coming. I'm going to have some people back and talk about uh, what's going on. And like with Frank, it's been a couple of years. And you can have people back in a year or less, and they might have a completely different idea about things. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's not something bad. It's just this evolution of that we grow in recovery. Right. And what I, what was working for me at two years sober uh, may not still be that active in my life here at just celebrating seven. Right. Exactly. Uh, so... Uh, Thank you for coming back again. It's a kind of a cold, dreary morning. Uh, we're we're uh, kicked back in recliners, and uh, and we'll just see where this conversation goes. I'll tell you one thing though. Um, before I lose it, this uh, 
Af- what'd you say? Affir- affirmative prayer. Affirmative prayer. Mm-hmm. So tell me about what that. I, I, I haven't already an idea about what I think. It yeah, is, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right. I'm probably um, wrong. Yeah. So I mean, and I had to see part of it. It kind of connect with my belief system at this, you know, point in time in my life. Um, but it's really prayer that acknowledges it acknowledges the truth of manifestation. And so um, the prayer starts with that with that uh, belief. Um, when I mentioned it, I thought maybe the process is kind of. I mean, the idea is that um, you say the prayer, understanding there's absolutely nothing that gets in the way of God's will. Absolutely nothing, and that's the way I like to put it. Absolutely nothing. So the prayer is thanking you for what's what's going to manifest. Um, and there is a process, and it starts out really by centering. You know, the, the way I do it, this is my yeah. my way. And I'll say a lot of this. I'm, it's not just something I made up. Okay, I I got this from from the Unity Movement, my mm-hmm. Unity Church that I go to. Um, so you start out. You know, um, of course, you you acknowledge your higher power, like I do. I, I, I call my higher power God. It's just my thing. And um, and then you you. If you're not alone, especially, you ask or you just comment that the first thing you do is you center yourself on your heart. You go to your heart, you know, and my belief is that we're all divine beings, you know, and that that divine energy rests in our heart. So the beginning is just to acknowledge that, to kind of get a little bit meditative and focus on that, and then um, acknowledge that this, this divine love is what connects us to all beings and all things. Um, and then, um, from there, um, you know, you go into the acknowledgement that, you know, everything, this, the source of all things is yours. So therefore everything that you want to manifest, you can, um, and then you pray for that thing. And then, but the, the most important part about it is you pray, like, for example, you know, if, if I'm looking, let's just say I'm struggling with a job, right? I want to do the right thing. So it's very similar to what you already do, which is I know that I have the right job now. Whatever job is manifesting, it's, you know, it is real and it is here. But I also acknowledge the, the limitations. And that's what's important is you acknowledge the limitations and then you deny them. Mm-hmm. So for and that's really the heart of it right there. I'm kind of jumping around, but that's no, it. It's clear. Yeah, it is that you... Uh, acknowledge that you know let's let's i don't know i'm just trying to make up something off the top of my head but let's just say that um you have a hard time writing a resume and there aren't a lot of openings in your field okay so you, so you acknowledge that you know you know i do know i mean i acknowledge that there are not many openings in what i want to do and that's going to make it really difficult and i acknowledge that i have never ever before put together a resume that works Mm. You just whatever I'm just making this up yeah. and then you say but I also know that that's not the truth the truth is I can make any resume and any job out there that I need and want at that time is mine yeah and that's basically the idea and you move into gratitude from there you know gratitude is a huge part of it too you're grateful for the job that's been found for you yeah. and that's sort of in a nutshell so for our purpose here today it would be I'm grateful for just how how perfectly our podcast today is going to help the people who need it. Yeah. You know, and I could acknowledge that, well, 
you know, I get nervous on the thing, blah, 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 whatever. I could acknowledge it's going to be a problem, right? But that's not the truth. So that's the idea of affirmative prayer. Interesting. Yeah. I was mind uh, is thinking that to some extent, I feel like my regular prayer, my day to day life, uh, is 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 using that in a different way. And mm-hmm. and and as I was saying, like before, I do jobs. You know, I ask. Then I call my higher power God too, just because it's easy to say. I grew up with it; it's comfortable. Right. Uh, when I'm talking to somebody, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty decent about saying higher power, higher power, because I don't, you know, just doing the little dance around our prejudice about words. Just right. Like, right. Know, warns us about not doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you can't help that when you're new. You just can't. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, so I, I'll I'll ask God in a way that I know it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, and I do that in a positive mind frame. I don't go, oh, God, help me, like when you're sitting in the jail cell kind Mm -hmm, of, you know, mm -hmm. where you're like just stuck. I do it in a positive way that I don't, there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to get that help to perform this particular task. Right. (laughs) And uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's just a little different. Uh, there is something to, you know, I've been kicking around that concept of uh, manifestation. Um, what's a couple other terms for it? There's a guy that Norman Peel. Oh, God. Norman uh, Peel, yeah. You remember that? that yeah, yeah. About, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I, I, it's left me. Um, yeah. I have it on audiobook, right? Someplace, but it's um, dang. I am drawing blanks. There's a whole bunch of people that use it. Emmett Fox is another famous writer that. Yeah. You know, I've been uh, his name's been popping up in my world a few times. That's something I pay attention to. Yeah, is when uh, I get the same message from different directions. Right, right, right. It's supposed to be. It's I believe to me. I usually leads that there's something there I need to explore. Right, 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 uh, right. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not these separate people. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a message. The message is being delivered by R- messengers. Right, right. Uh, the power of positive. But the and man, I bet if I talk for a little bit, they'll come around. But there's a whole bunch of terms that different people use as mm-hmm. far as using the, as far as the power of positive thought. Right. Uh, and I, you know, whatever it is, actually works. It does. It works like dynamite, like, yeah, gangbusters, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, just if you want anybody out there wants to Google to find out information about it historically, uh, this was referred to as New Thought. Really? Uh, yeah, at the turn of the 19th century. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was New Thought. Um, and, you know, as I say before, um, you know, I, I would go to Unity Church. I'm a member of Unity Church, and Unity was one. Is you know, they don't have the market corners, so to speak. They were one of several several churches or movements that caught on to that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times the stories involve um, someone being really sick. You know, and somehow themselves manifesting their health. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the the catalyst for people who decided to move into that. I've noticed that's a common theme. Well, you know, I have employed that positive thought this whole way with this 
COVID thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so far, I've been yeah, yeah. protected. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, there's, if you, there's a bunch of these things too. If you think it's not gonna, if you think you can't do it, you won't. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and that whole uh, idea of walking into uh, walking into environments where I think it's going to be this is going to suck. It will. It will. It will. And then stop that thinking. You know, and it's tough to reel it in because we have a bias towards negativity. Generally. Yeah. I know I sure do. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's a human trait. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Negative bias. Mm -hmm. um, an ounce of negative weighs more than a pound of positive. And uh, in our in our hearts and in our heads, mm -hmm. uh, but to bend that old way of thinking back into where your default mode is a positive attitude going into things, frankly, bends my reality. You know, just my mindset about yeah. how I go into it. Yeah, because uh, stuff never does suck anymore, and it used to seem like it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly true. I was going to say that. Um, you know, I had an experience. I, I used, I got a problem with my eyes. Just besides just real stuff, and I go to a retina specialist. I used to go monthly. It's interesting. I used to go monthly. I had to have treatments every time. It just wasn't getting better. And so once I started doing this manifesting thing, it's gone. I mean, the guy comes in. I'll see you in a year. He's like, I don't know. So you know, and he was commenting about it. We started talking about my recovery with that, and I told him what my belief was. And he's like, I'm 100% with you. Absolutely, that is. You know, and then, then the doctor also said. The thing is, what struck me is the thing is, is people only focus on that part. And what I'm going to say, and I, I, and I had to think about that for a minute. So what he's saying is, is that really manifestation is a merger of the physical and the spiritual. It's not just the spiritual. You know, I think that's sometimes a misconception that like, well, I'll just dream, I'll just like say I'm going to have this, and then you sit on your butt watching TV, and he's going to come to you. Okay, and so his point was, you still got to do the healthy stuff physically too. In my case, there's no medicine involved, but like if it's a treatment I need, I still have to do the treatment, you know. So I don't sit and go, I'm going to be healthy. I mean, I know this is done; it can be done. I know this is actually possible. But the main thing is, it goes back to uh, faith. Your faith can move mountains, or God can move mountains, but don't forget your shovel. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's the one thing about manifestation I always throw in that I've learned is you, like if you want to manifest a relationship, you have to be on a dating site or something. You can't yeah. just sit at home and expect the person to walk yeah. in your front door. Ding dong. It's a, <laughs> yeah. The male person. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, there is a, and those are all like, and I guess this is just, I don't know, the metaphysical world or something mm -hmm. I don't really know, but there, I would have poo-pooed all that at some one point in my life. Like oh, crazy, yeah. you know. And anything that would have to do with the, you know, I think that's where the power of this similar kind of, um, I want to say devotion to certain things that bring you uh, mm -hmm. like crystals, mm -hmm. uh, essential oils, yeah, uh, color and mandalas. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I don't care what it is that you do that that when you place your faith in it, and it's a similar to way that. I, I, Way twelve step recovery AA uh, uh, encourages you to develop your own conception of a higher power. Mm -hmm. You know that you we get to choose what we want yeah. from that standpoint, and then we can make it something we can get with. So if I 
choose, you know, there's an old thing runs around and I, and I still can't com can make it compute, but you can make that doorknob your higher power if you want to. Uh, Interesting story about that actually. And I, I would have poo-pooed that, but I do, I think is you just need to have one. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah. Like your energy flow won't happen without that channel. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think it's true and I can agree with the whole, um, you know, poo-pooing this and poo-pooing that because I, you know, I, I I share this a lot, but like to me, and I say this, I don't know if this is really directed to newcomers or not, but yeah, first I do want newcomers to know just how, if you do the deal, this is one of the basic things to know. If you do the deal, you get this stuff. You do the deal, this is what can happen to you. But I can also tell you that I would have been so biased against everything I believe in today. Yeah. So, you know, I was when I first came here, so it's just amazing how that works, like you mentioned all the different things. There's so many things you can do, and one of the keys is always to let go of the bias. Yeah. You know, um, content prior to investigation, that's, the, that's mm -hmm. such a powerful and important, you know, thing. Yeah how, yeah, how powerful is that little statement? Yeah, so, you know, when you can talk about these kind of things, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a victim of it left and right. Oh yeah. The cool thing is now is that I am mindful, I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said something keeps on hitting me as a Scott Lee quote. It said, uh, I'm not responsible for my thoughts, but I am responsible for how long I think them. That's, yeah, and, yeah. Because uh, I still have that little snaps mm -hmm. thing. The same thing that like when somebody says something that might be that triggers me, you know, that I may want to go, you know, come off come unglued on or, oh, yeah. you know, or my patience runs short in a yeah. particular situation. Uh, I can woe at stuff today, you know, and catch it and not end up doing any harmful action. Right, right. Uh, but still, I giggle at myself because back there's a little spark about, fuck you, you know, it's the first yeah, thing that's yeah. and I don't do that. Well, yeah, yeah, and I was going to say that um, one of the things I like to, an analogy that I like to give a lot with that too is, you know, your tendency to go down the road of the negative becomes less and less and less, you know? And I always like to look at it like trailblazing, okay? So, you know, you have the negative thought like we all do immediately, that happens to everybody, but then it's like where the brain pathway goes next that's important, like you said. And so, a lot of us have trails of negative coping skills of all these places we've, that we take. Our brain knows this path, it's already blazed, so when this negative thought comes, this feeling comes, we go to you know, damnation and doom, damnation, whatever you want to call it, or to use, or whatever negative response there is, we go to it immediately. So what we have to do in recovery is we have to pave a new trail. Blaze a, a new trail. A brand new trail, so that all of a sudden we begin to notice that and I'll use this compared to actually just you know using substances. Is basically before we felt like we didn't have a choice, and as we do these recovery things, and, and we say this is what you have to do, and you wonder why, it's because you're blazing a brand new trail that eventually looks better than the old one. And before yeah. you know it, that's going to be your instinct. That's a really good way of uh, describing that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Blazing new trails. Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, I, mean, I guess scientifically, that's this. That some stuff about the neural pathways. And yes, exactly. It's uh, the the true thing. You know, you'll hear that that you got to break those. And I am no scientist, but no, I can get with it. I work on analogies, like what you just said. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly the kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to. I have to create a new path that will eventually be my default path. But I got to keep on chopping away at that path 
and I got to leave the old path alone. You do, so well, it'll grow up. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, all the weeds and trees. Sure, sure, grow sure. Back up in that. Tree. Sure, sure. You know, and and the, you know, as far as like preparing for the future in your recovery, it's like the worse the negative stimuli is, the more likely you are to follow an old path. So, like in other words, you know, um, you step your toe, you know, or you got something to do at work you don't want to do, or. Um, whatever it is, it's you know negative. You just had an argument with somebody, whatever it is, it's one thing. But like when a real crisis, major negative hits you hard, that's the time you're most likely to take the wrong trail, even if it's overgrown. Mm-hmm. I always point that out too. And so, uh, one of the things we have to do, you know, we say we can never stop doing the recovery deal. We can never stop doing it because we have to keep the trail open keep it open because if we just kind of let it go like like you get an idle time i use that analogy there for idle time how i've done it gotten complacent and you know just sort of yeah do a little recovery no big deal before i know it that trail's not as familiar anymore yeah and then relapse becomes more of a possibility yeah i really really love that thing yeah uh that makes like tens of sense to me yeah i'll be using that (laughs) good uh it's kind of, it almost has got me back on my heels. Um, it, it grabbed up so much of my, so many gigabytes of my RAM, uh, uh, latching onto that, that uh, I have uh, lost my place. Oh, um, well. We were just, it's no big deal, it's yeah. not a problem. I just don't, I actually, it's almost like, a, it, it feels like I dropped the mic st- uh, type of situation <laughs> for me. Good. Um, well, um, that's going to help. I wanted to mention that, yeah, you know, I was kind of in a meditative state as you were, were coming on to the podcast, you know, and, and uh, one of the things that came through um, was an old sponsor, you know, we talked about one that passed away um, several years ago, and, and I haven't thought about him much, but for some reason, he popped into my mind, you know, so I'm thinking, what? See, in my my understanding, I know intuitively that there's there's a reason why he popped in my mind at that time, um, and I actually think there's a couple reasons. Actually, one of them was, and this is just me again. Everybody has their own beliefs, but like I, okay, I just say it, I connect with spirits. You know, I connect with people on the other side, and I think that was actually him on the other side. Hmm. You know, so the question is, like, but the, why did that happen? Because I'm not usually in communication with him on the other side. It's not. We don't seem to be connecting that way. Um, and what I thought of, and this is maybe a whole new topic, whatever, but what I thought of right when I thought of him was one of the things I admired about him the most was compared to me that I had to I had to learn. And I'm jumping around because I just thought this one of the things about this is sponsorship. Like right now my sponsor, I picked him because he is the calmest, most positive person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I want that. I want to be like him. So this guy, what he had was he had this like natural concern for other people constantly and and in a way that he socialized, whereas I recognized my as the guy who went, got the coffee, sat down, not him. He'd walk around a big room of people. He would know what's happening in their life, ask about it, and that just impressed the hell out of me. You know, um, and I, and I think that's important because that a lot of that is an area of recovery about socializing that is hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It is hard, you know. 
And his example of it was that he didn't get good at talking. He got good at focusing on the other person, not himself. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does totally. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it made me think of a you know, line in that book that everybody knows. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that is the root of our problems. Yeah, yeah. Our troubles or whatever. Yeah. And the antidote of that is to become interested in other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. Invest your energy into other people. Yeah. Whether if it's just getting to know them, uh, helping them, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it's why sponsorship works, I think. Oh, because yeah. I am now investing my energy into helping you get sober. And that is, that's, that's an antidote for selfishness, self-centeredness. Yeah, 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 it is. I just thought I got a sponsor here. We have a little running joke, you know, thing where he went through a period of time. He was doing great and he wasn't talking to me, you know, and so I remember I sent him a text one time and says, please create a problem and call me <laughs> soon <Yeah. laughs> yeah. because I need, I need you to have a problem. I need you to call me. But the whole point of that is, yeah, yeah, by helping somebody else, it's like that. that's probably recovery 101 right there, yeah, actually. Yeah, it really is, yeah. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the idea behind... Uh, the age-old thing of, oh, you're going to sit around here and, you know, you're going to clean the ashtrays after the meeting. Right, and yeah. It goes yeah. all the way back to that kind of thing, and all it is is just yeah. helping you get out of yourself by investing in somebody else, whether if that's the group because you're doing a service position for the group mm-hmm. or, uh, or you know, that's what I'm doing when I'm sitting in that meeting, too. Uh, even if I don't say a word all night, yeah, uh, I've invested myself a little bit. That's a baby step kind of thing. Yeah, at least I came out into the world, and I'm sitting in a room with sober people. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. So you know, I think given that, I think that for a lot of people, socializing is hard. Yes, and I've seen that. You know, and I'm somebody who believe it or you know, and it's funny how this is another thing that's weird in my life is that you know I used to carry the diagnosis of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's I don't know where that went. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really don't know where that went. But um, I realized that that's a hardship for a lot of newcomers is that's not uncommon, you know. And so sometimes you hear people say, I don't like to talk in front of people. They'll open with that. Statement oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all this that's why they won't go because it's like sometimes it's a fear. And I don't know if it's a fear you don't want to acknowledge. So it can have you in this place of like not jumping in just because of that fear and it's not to blame somebody for that at all that's just a natural human thing and for some people especially so you know I've always felt like the flip side of that is that calls upon those of us who are familiar with this thing to really reach out to those people you know the one who's not real cool the one who's not because they're so scared that's the one you want to talk to yep. watch out for those people because they're there who maybe want to be heard but they don't even be, know how to begin doing it yep so I agree. Uh, I try to watch for those people in there and make sure I spend a couple minutes with them. Absolutely. Before yeah. they get out of there. Yeah, this right. Might be our, this may be their only chance. Yeah. You know, somebody come into a meeting, man, and they might be ready to leave and never come back. Sure. And I want to try to sprinkle a little fertilizer and hope on them. Right, right. Uh, before they get out of the door. You know, I went to this meeting and nobody talked to me. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. And you hear that? Yep, yep. And I tried yeah. to, pre- I tried to prevent that from ever happening. Yeah. Uh, I think, and, yeah. Um, our self-esteem is so in the toilet, even though we won't want to like face that. That 
low, low self-esteem is what ends up being social anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the inability to do that mingling uh, and, and talking about, around is that I just feel so, I just have such a low value of myself, I don't think I'm worth anybody talking to. Right. Right, you manifest that in the, you know in reality, and, and you don't have anybody to talk to, and and yeah. um, you know so like one of the things too, I'd I'd like to make suggestions to people who are in that spot, you know, and, and one of them is you is is like even if you can't talk to people, if you got to stand there by yourself and just stand there and stare at the wall in the room, do it. If you got to sit in a chair and just sit, just do it. Nobody expects you to do a thing. You can just be present there without having to jump into some conversation. And to this day, I still do that sometimes. I don't really connect with somebody in the room, so I just stand there and wait for somebody I see and then go over to them, you know, without, you know. Um, so that's one one good suggestion. And I think another one, if you're in that spot, is it has to do with thinking of others rather than yourself because your low self-esteem is still self-centeredness. Yep. So... Uh, a suggestion or a tool I give people is become a social detective. In other words, if you want to get out of yourself, stop worrying about what you're thinking and everything and stop focus on, hmm, I wonder what they're like. I wonder, you know, I wonder what they're interested in. Start asking questions of yourself and then before you know it, your conversation becomes more open because you're inquiring about them because you, you want to know. So social detective is another skill I think can be I like it, yeah. yeah developed to help with that. Yeah, you know, I just had a picture of a dude standing there with a machete at the head of the trail. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, like, by changing that thought pattern mm -hmm. into something that's not my old thinking. Right, right. This is new thinking for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I'm beginning to standing at the head of that trail with my machete, getting ready to start. Chopping away at it. Right, 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 uh, right. Maybe in the beginning, it's just grass and weeds. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. real hard stuff, no trees. And no, nothing. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, uh, grassy kind of thing, something I can knock out of the way pretty easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And I think um, I think that kind of, that's that's what I think of why I connected with Keith, with my sponsor, old sponsor, was because of that, yeah, I you think. You can say his name. Yeah, oh, I can, uh, yeah. yeah. You can say his first and last name. Yeah, that's true, I can, because he is, uh, yeah. because he has gone on to the next great adventure. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. he, was, he was a super cool dude, too, and, uh, and he made an impact on me. I remember seeing him in southern Indiana recovery uh, from the time that I, you know, all the way back to 2011. Yeah, yeah. When I yeah. started visiting the rooms. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, your podcast the other day. Uh, actually, yesterday, and uh, um, you quoted him early okay. on, and uh, something to the effect of, uh, man, I want to get it right, but I'll tell you and you'll know what it is. It's something about there is no something in God's economy. Oh yeah, there is no waste in God's economy. That was a yeah, line of his. I couldn't pull that one yeah, word. yeah. No waste in God's economy. Right, right. Yeah, that was one of my one of my favorites. You know, um, just the thing he instilled. You know, yeah. Some of the things he instilled in me is just, and it's interesting because sometimes I won't remember him until I'm talking to a sponsee, and then it just comes right out, right away. The things he said to me, you know. So, yeah, that's the way this works. Yeah, uh, has such a calm. Uh, a calming presence mm -hmm. uh, all the time like there was like he had a 
a, a, a very effective suit of God's armor on all the time. There's nothing going to touch him. No, exactly. Well, yeah, you know. He's just compassionate, listen to you, and go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, and, and I just thinking about, like, like the illness that he had that he died from and that, that just, like, you know, he was human, and so it was really hard, you know, on the one side. But on the other side of it, there was just a part of him that did that with some grace. Yeah. You know? And I can remember visiting him where we, he'd write on a board and we'd talk and he'd write his comment on the board back and forth because he couldn't talk in his last in a period of time, but how that wasn't a hindrance. Yeah, yeah. And you could, you know, you could certainly, you know, gets into that uh, refusing to be a victim kind of thing. Mm -hmm. where I'm not going to mm -hmm. let this uh, affect my mood anymore right I had to or you know it's not gonna, yeah my, uh, my operating system is still going to work in this positive way yeah no matter what happens to me right right uh, and that is this you it's a intuitively handle things which used to baffle me you know yeah being able to do this stuff that right sometimes it's like surreal right i mean yeah like you do something and it's like you're almost out of body Right, yeah, that's good. We put it out of body. Watching me do something that there's no way I'm doing that. You know, acting <laughs> that way. You know, it's like, sometimes. Hey, wow, that is that is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't expected me to do that. <laughs> right, 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 right. There is such a intangible energy that bends when we start using these principles, these twelve step principles, and start doing this. We cleaning up our house, making our amends, making the world back balanced, our karmic scales, getting those rebalanced. Right. And, uh, you know, with that becomes a, your self-esteem grows because, A, just doing the steps will blast your self-esteem mm -hmm. just because you finally did something good for yourself. That's true, yeah. You know, <laughs> I did it! <laughs> uh, when I walk a guy through the steps, man, we celebrate milestones. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really make a thing of uh, the other day, me and a guy got to page 103 in the big book, and that's the end of the 12 steps. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, and get up and congratulate them and hug them and, uh, and make a big deal about that. And I don't do it. It's sincere. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. It's not just playing uh, a celebration. Um, and if that's anything, you know, that's one thing you see when you sponsor people is watch their self-esteem grow. Yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the things that happens to the guys in the rooms is that they can look you in the eyes. You know, when you see that, that's something, there's a line in the big book that says that something effective, you could, we could see it in their eyes, mm -hmm. in, in the eyes of these men or something like that. And, uh, and you do, you see it. And part of that is is because they have some self esteem and they can look at you. Right. You know. Right. Uh, when you right. first come in, I like a friend of mine said, used the line. He said, "Yeah, we come in kicking our shoestrings, you know, and you're looking down at your shoes." I just said that about Drew Bradley. I stole this <laughs> line from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. First time I met you, I thought you must have really liked my shoes. <laughs> and he's like, "Why?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah, You yeah. couldn't look at me in the eye, yeah. and you were staring down the right. whole time yeah. while we talked." Right. Oh, yeah. And then guys blossom mm -hmm. as a result of this work. And the next thing you know, they're standing there with better posture. You know, their shoulders are back. Their chest yeah. is out. Oh, yeah, their yeah. eyes are on you when you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no more of that 
disengaged or talking to you and dodging you, you know, rain man kind of talking to you, you know, looking everywhere but at you. Right, right. No, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like the, I like the phrase, light came back in their eyes. Yep. It's like you can see, and you don't even have to be working with somebody. It's what I like about, you know, like constantly being in our meeting and being around people is you see these people and you see them and you can, you know, you can feel their pain and you know, all this stuff. And then at some point in time, you notice just this shift. And, you know, sometimes it seems untangible, but I like what you said. It's not 100% untangible. I mean, some of the things, like looking at you in the eye and stuff like that, those are some of the things that cause you to think, what what happened here? I mean, it's a great thing. It mm -hmm. really is. Uh, uh, okay. I don't know. I, I've been in the big book a lot lately. And why I'm in the big buck a lot lately is because I'm constantly sponsoring mm -hmm. people. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, and a few at a time. Yeah. Um, that 12 and 12 and that big book sitting there are not an accident. That's I do my step work here more times than not. Right, uh, right. He won't mind me saying, Ross is coming over at 11 this morning. Awesome, uh, he, awesome. He asked me to take him to the work. Oh, good, good, man. He's an awesome guy, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and another one of those ones where that shift has happened so, um, you know, I don't know what, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing on the word so I don't say something that sounds hurtful. But some people, between before and after, there's a bigger distance for some people than others. Like before and when they do this work, their transformation is, is more apparent. Yeah. Uh, some people, you know, if your bottom wasn't real low or you wouldn't progress to your disease, hadn't progressed as much, okay. you might start here. And let's just say recovery is here, a foot over. Some yeah. people start here. Yeah. And recovery is still here. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. But uh, the, the changes in, you know, Ross couldn't sit still in a meeting. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember like, you know, like, Bouncing yeah. Bouncing off the walls. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, like a Tasmanian devil, man. <laughs> spin up in the energy, man. And it, uh, it'd take everything the group had to, like, hold together and hold the space, you know, <laughs> yeah. where it didn't get... Uh, knocked off tilter from yeah. uh, from from that. But I was, the other, uh, I was getting ready to say something about the, another one of the lines in the big book, and uh, and I went on to another tangent. You said something, and I and it triggered something. No big deal. It'll come around or it won't. Um, you know, I think to some extent. Prayer in itself is can be boiled down, especially in the beginning, and you're not really you're not really believing in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it is a, a, a form of positive thought. Just simple, boiled down. All I'm trying to do is get you to think of something positive. Right, 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 right. And asking for this help with a kind of like the surrender mixed in mm -hmm, with this mm -hmm. bending myself to start thinking yeah, positively. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not going to ask some higher power to break your legs. You know, I, you're not going to ask them for a car wreck. I, you're going to ask them for something good. Help me, uh, and then believe that I'll get that help. Right. Well, that that is yeah. It's, you know, it's um, yeah. Um, I was gonna say I don't think I've, I don't recall praying for a car wreck that I can think of ever. Yeah. So uh, I remember praying one time to get in trouble. 
Really? I prayed for a stoppage. My disease was going. Uh, I couldn't stop it. Yeah. And I remember praying, help me, help me stop this. And I didn't ask for anything in particular. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of the things that's kind of cool about prayer. Uh, I like the focus, pray for something. Mm-hmm. And I don't subscribe. You know, some people take that one line out of the big book. It says, I can't pray for myself. Yeah. It says, you can't pray for your own selfish needs. It doesn't say you can't pray for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just says you can't do that selfishly. Yeah. And, uh, That's a great point. Yeah. So I can pray for me. And I did. I prayed for a stoppage. And I find sometimes my best powers, my best prayers, and some of the most magic that's happened in my life. Mm-hmm is when I prayed, help me, and put no parameters out there on what I wanted. That's one of the best prayers ever. Yeah, and that's how I ended up, you know, mm-hmm. that, that story I have in my, in my or that, that period, that, that part of my story where I thought I was going to have to stay and do home incarceration at my mom's house, mm-hmm. and she was back on the pills. Right. And it scared me to death because I knew straight up there was such a terror that ripped through me when I went over there to start make cleaning up my bedroom where I was going to live and I was going to start moving clothes over there. And I walked in and mom had a prescription bottle sitting next to her and she was nodding off. Oh boy. And I knew I couldn't stay sober in that house if those pills were there. Yeah. I didn't have the power of choice to not do that. Right. Uh, and I came outside and uh, called my sponsor as another one once where I was like, I have these periods in my life where I go, I don't know what to do. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, there's this mind racing of I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. And one of the miracles in my life that a bell went off and it was, yes, you do. Call your sponsor. You know, it was that simple. Right, right, you know, right, right, right. I, I didn't know if I was going to get any kind, but I had some action to do. You were talking earlier about, you know, there's an old thing that says if you sit in a closet and pray for, uh, uh Pray for food or something. Maybe God will squirt a hot dog through the keyhole. But yeah. not, probably not the thing yeah. about grab the shovel. Yeah. Uh, it's that action that backs up behind this stuff that gives yeah. this stuff the power. Exactly. And uh, and so I had something to do. Call my sponsor. And I called him, and he told me, you know, we talked. But in that talk was, well, I would suggest you pray. And I remember thinking, you got to give me something better than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. all you got? Yeah. And uh, but the, but I kept on putting my faith in him. And what he told me to pray for was just pray for God to support my recovery. Yeah. It's that simply. Right. And whatever that is. And you know, and then uh, three or four days later, I go down to get the sentencing, and. The paperwork had the wrong address for where I was to serve the home incarceration. It it had this address on it, and that's what they wouldn't let me do. That they were adamant about me not being on home incarceration because I've been breaking into houses across the street. Right, right, right. And they said you can't stay there. And we were looking at maybe going doing it in a men's home, you know, a recovery place like yeah, Trinity House yeah, or something like yeah. that. And I did a hail mary that maybe I could go stay and do it at my parents' house, and they said yes. Right, right. They weren't going to let me do home incarceration here. And then that didn't work out, you know, that the pill thing. And then my prayers. And then the paperwork had the wrong address on it. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's one of the most powerful, you know, and I didn't, you know, here's another thing. I didn't see that. 
Mm -mm. I went down there and thought they'd made a mistake and I was going to have to tell them, you know, that you made a mistake. I'm supposed to do home incarceration over here. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and I had some people tell me that this is a program of honesty mm -hmm. and that I should. Yeah, yeah. And my sponsor told me that would have been undoing God's work. I, yes. Huh? And uh, so that, that deal where you leave it wide open and you just ask, ask for help. And again, I went down my tangents, tangented off of that. I find myself, I'll go way out around the block in my storytelling. And then I can't remember where I was when I, what took me that direction. Hey, Welcome to my world. But um, that power of prayer, as far as positive thought, just believing that, that something will help you. And I was talking about praying for your own selfish ends and not praying for yourself. I really, you know, I can't imagine any, I can't imagine any philosophy would tell me to not pray for myself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, oh, and. I know where I was at. I was talking about when I prayed for the stoppage. Yeah. Uh, and a couple, some few nights later, I got pulled over coming home from work. I did, worked late and then went out and went to a bar afterwards and got mm -hmm. sloshed. Right. And was coming home and, uh. And I got pulled over, and I got my third DUI at 38 years old. Yeah. Uh, and from a time frame thing, that was I was 38. I got sober when I was 45. Wow. Uh, so there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember, and you know, you see so much of this stuff so clearly in the rearview mirror, right? You don't you don't see it while it's happening for some reason. You know, now and again you'll see something while it's happening, mm -hmm. but most of the time I look back, and you know, we say the kind of like the footprints in the sand kind of story mm -hmm. you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, those are his footprints in the sand carrying you uh i look back and i remember telling the cop uh uh i remember thanking him and all you know yeah. drunk and said man i've been praying for a stoppage and here it is and uh and thanking him for pulling me over and you know because i i really got to get a handle on this drinking thing yeah i have to right and uh, just a few days later, going, uh, that wasn't the sign. No. <laughs> right, right. It was something else. <laughs> sure. Look, 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 look. Yep, look. yep, yep. You and know, right back to it. That story, I'm going to say this has gone off a different subject too, but like the things I remember from other people's story and things like your story, you know, and all that part of it, like, I think I could tell the story for you. I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't, but I think I could. Yeah, you I've know? said it a lot. Yeah, and, and, and it's like, I, I was just thinking, how many people have I told that story for? You know, I have a friend who, and then their story goes on because I'm helping somebody else, you know. So that's what I think is really cool. Is I know I was just thinking, I wonder how many people I've done that with. A lot of people I have told your story. Well, thank you. For them, yeah. you know. So that's what's really cool about, yeah. about this yeah. thing is being together. and yeah. That and, is not just for me. No. No, no. It wasn't just for Dan. No, it wasn't. Was it was supposed to be a rock in the pond and the ripple that come off. Exactly, of it. exactly. Um, you, you said too. You talked about. It's funny. We, we were thinking the exact same thing for a minute because you were talking about uh, pray, not to pray for yourself. I was just thinking about that. That was a when I began to like. We talked about this manifestation thing, and when I began to go explore that in my life and, and try to utilize that. That was one of my first obstacles, you know. 
um, was, wait a minute, I can't pray for myself because I, it seemed like it was in conflict with the 11th step prayer, you know, basically the idea, you know, show me what I can do, you know, et cetera, except, um, yeah, I didn't, there, the wisdom behind that, um, there's another thing, another thing about manifestation is, first of all, it'll work at any level. It'll work at a desperate level, like you don't even know anything about it, which is like, please God, help me. It'll work at that level. But the thing is, is that as you do it, it gets more and more effective the more you grow spiritually. And the more that your um, intentions, motivations are not purely selfish. So you can pray for yourself, but the, the more connected you become to a higher power, the more effective it is to manifest. There was a, a, a spiritual teacher of mine um, that uh, when I was going through this whole oneness thing, I did different ones and stuff and uh, oneness blessing and, and there's a portion you go through where you say this long, long mantra, whatever, and he was talking about how he was at a point where he thought, you know what? I wonder if I could just manifest a million dollars. I mean, I think I could. You know, people say, well, you, you probably could. And but then, but they said, when I got to the point where I was spiritually ready to manifest it, I didn't want it anymore. <laughs> and that's why people don't manifest. That's what he's saying. Why do people not just manifest money? Is because when you Lottery get to ticket. the, when you get to that point where you could actually do it, your motives have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make any sense yeah. at all? Yeah, it yeah. makes a ton of sense, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 Bell ringer. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, I remember hearing in some speaker tape one guy, uh, and I think that's where I picked it up. It made me think about that because I carry everybody else's stories with me too. Mm -hmm. uh, when the stuff I hear on speaker tapes, yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah, other guys' things, and sure. and, and I, you know, uh, I'm pretty plain that you know anything I'm saying about recovery, I didn't make any of it up. I've lifted it from somebody who taught me. Right, 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 right. right <laughs> Don't right. start, you know, because yeah. I'm now getting. There's getting to be this thing that's happening around me, and it's happened for a little bit, but I'll hear it, is that these people be sharing in a meeting, and they'll say, like Dan says, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I reject that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's heartwarming. I, I appreciate sure. it. I but, you know, I want to go, you know, I, I stole that from somebody else. That's <laughs> yeah. not mine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And um, one of those speaker tapes that said something, you know, if you... Uh, if you're praying, you know, it was a selfish ends prayer thing. It might have been Joe and Charlie. Yeah. Uh, if you're praying for a car, there, you better be taking some people to a meeting in it when you get it. <laughs> you know, as far as like not yeah. being selfish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're going to pray for a car, you better be taking some guys' butts to a meeting in it. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, like the manifestation of something like that. And that crosses my mind because I really do have a lot of things in my life. And I watch myself because of my attitude, my prayer life. And an attitude I mean by my disposition, my my trajectory towards good. You know, and that's my goal today is to stay on that, keep hacking away at that yeah. path. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That I do feel that there are certain things I can bend, you know, I say before, and it sounds kind of weird and people maybe listen to it, but I can bend my reality mm -hmm. into, you know, uh, you know, it's not like it's, but I was going to say, it's not like there's, and I don't even know why I was going to say this. It's, it's that not responsible for my thoughts, but responsible for how long I think it. 
uh, I thought of a life like with women pouring all over me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then at the same time, I was like, I don't really want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the money one, you know, to actually like manifest a lottery, a winning lottery ticket or something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, I'm just not even interested in focusing on any energy that direction. Yeah. To try. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. There's something deep inside that says, you know, that's not where you put your energy, Dan. Right, right, right. Down at the little foot down the street, buying lottery tickets all day long to try to manifest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to bring the shovel, right? Got to bring the shovel. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's something that that uh, kind of channel switching away. But I'm always intrigued about these people who do that addictive lottery ticket thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you see them, they buy a handful of them. Yeah. They go sit in the car or over some of these stores, even got a little desk where you go over and scratch them off over on the little counter over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. a big garbage can full of empty tickets next to it, you know, mm-hmm. where they scratch them and pitch them. And then they go back and get more mm-hmm. and, and and watch them. And, you know, these lotteries, some of these things are $20 and oh, yeah. a piece, piece of cardboard. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now and again, I was at I was at a store the other day, and a guy showed up with the winner. You know, he was cashing it, and man, it had like he had the he had the glow of like addiction on him in a way. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, where that dopamine hit he was getting mm-hmm. for cashing that ticket, uh, he was hiring a kite. Oh yeah, and I don't think he really was. You know, he wasn't. I don't think he was out. I don't think he was drunk or high. But no, that, no. That straight up dopamine hit. From, That's right. From doing that, and getting addicted mm-hmm. to it. It just—I don't know. It's one of the ones that I have trouble computing. But my understanding of this, what we say in the big book, that the underlying thing is the spiritual malady. Uh, you know, and another line in it says, "Self manifested in various ways." Mm-hmm. My selfishness is in, in theirs is manifesting in addiction to lottery tickets. Right. Oh yeah, or somebody else's food, and some I was doping booze, and uh, I mean, and the guy probably's not—I don't know—you know, another thing. He's probably not going to go to jail for lottery tickets, you know, like the way I went to jail for drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's probably probably underneath of there is—I'll uh, bet that dude sits at home sometimes and and goes, "Man, I got to get a handle on this." Yeah, I gotta. I need to do something about this. Yeah, I'm not going to buy any tomorrow. Right, I'm right. Not, I'm not going to buy any tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You wonder. <laughs> I mean, you really do, and and that's true. That is another thing too. That um, uh, this whole dopamine thing and and the understanding we have about the brain and and that is that when you start looking at it, you, you begin to realize all of the things that can bring you dopamine that you wouldn't even think of. You know, because people have weird habits. They have all these things, and it will center a lot of times around whatever's giving them the dopamine kick. Yep, yep. I was, uh, it's funny. It's, uh, it's not a coincidence. I've been talking a lot about that. I've keyed in on my purchasing dopamine hit. Yeah. You know, that when I go in and I'm looking for something, I want to buy something, and mm-hmm. Amazon is just right there. Oh, yeah. And I get that little joy from buy it now. Yeah. And then I get the little joy when I drive up the street and I can see a package that's sitting yeah. on the front porch. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, oh, yeah. Those little pieces. And oh, yeah. You know, something that really hit me last night, and I was 
think I may have t I think I talked about it a minute before uh, we actually started recording is I spent all day yesterday working on my daughter's car and doing something that was uh, by all counts people were telling me couldn't be done right and I'm a fix-it guy I'm right more and more believe and I think God has given me that I think that's a gift oh yeah that 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 I'm able to receive mm -hmm. right now and uh, and I fixed that thing and I it, it kicked me on like the dopamine kick I got for repairing that you know and that's the good stuff Right, to, you know that's the that's the dopamine you get when you're helping a newcomer and you watch a light come on in him. You know, yeah, kind of like good the 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 good stuff. Right, and, right. Uh, and I was hiring a kite last night after fixing that thing. Oh yeah, juiced up, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's like I just I don't know. I, you know, I pulled off the impossible. Almost, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Really, but. And, uh, and all in all, it wasn't that. And I used tools. It wasn't like this come by me on my own. No. I was looking on the internet about what other people did to mm -hmm. fix this mm -hmm. problem. Right. Uh, not unlike our 12-step community. No, uh, no. What yeah. did you do when you were faced with this? You yeah. Know, I'm going to share about it in the meeting, and other people are going to share what they did when they were faced with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get some tools in my toolbox of how, how I can do it. And that's essentially what I did yesterday, but with the internet of going and seeing where people, other people had done, faced a similar problem. Yeah. And, uh, but man, I was, and I, and I realized last night, because I'm doing that for a living now, I'm going around and fixing people's stuff. Right. For money. Right. And, uh, and last night that landed on me real hard about like how I'm walking around doing a job that has given me doses of exactly what I was hunting you know, yeah. Last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that is uh, can you just open up a whole like world of different things with that statement? You know, and um, good. I think you know right off the bat. I think it kind of you know one of the very first things I learned about Christopher was this whole juice thing. You know, which is the same idea. You're getting your juice. You're getting your dopamine in a really positive way by helping somebody else. Yeah. You know, you, I get my dopamine by doing just enough time on elliptical it's like what a boring activity but when it kicks in i'm like let's go let's rock let's go um like that's the runner's high right yeah yeah exactly it is I'm like let's okay let's rock this thing and then uh music like you know i hear really good, i mean you know i'm a rocker you know and i hear really good rock music especially i get a huge pump out of that um you know and well you know today also i never thought i would actually eat, like I've always had trouble with picking careers and doing that. So, like, for me, my job is another example of manifesting something completely different than what I would have expected, you know. And, um, of course, the main part of it is it got into it because I help people in recovery, kind of from a different perspective, but I end up telling them the same stuff. <laughs> you know, and it's still, like, it's funny. Actually, this is off the subject, too, but it's funny, like, today, you know, from the mental health perspective, Recovery is different than it was from what I it than what I understood it to be, you know. In that, people slowly recover in their own way, and I agree with that. But I find myself being like a big salesperson. I'm always selling. I was selling twelve steps. I get it. I understand what they're saying. But like, I'm a I'm a, I'm a salesperson. You know, I'm like you know, and 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 they're supposed to get my clients all have to get two a weekend. So I am like pushing that, which is nothing, right? But I am like pushing that, like. Better have you two. Better have you two. Two meetings a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's ridiculous. I know. I know it's ridiculous. No, but, no. but but the point of it is, is to them, steps. that's something. And so, 
Baby you know, steps. Yeah, and this is not even what I was going to say, but it, it, it did, did make me think of this, of how what I end up doing is still the same thing. I still know where I want those people to go. I still want them to be in the 12-step world. Whatever it takes, that's what I want to help them do, you know. And um, But a lot of things about that job, you know, and, and it is also I get, I get another rush, you know. Um, one of the things that happened too was was a year into it, um, I was working on a grant basically, where we were working with people who were recently discharged from jail or prison, all these requirements, and then they could have a recovery coach paid for through this grant. So that's what I was doing. And when the grant ran out, I got a job in another Centerstone office basically, just doing recovery coaching. Didn't know that that office was real small. So they have you doing mental illness, all these other things. And my first thought was, what? Yeah. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. You know, I have no clue what I'm going to do here. You know, and, um, but I'm finding it's not necessarily something I can relate to. You know, I mean, I can relate to when you talk about being depressed, maybe not clinically, but I can understand it. I, you know, I've felt that these clients who have a lot of anxiety, I know, I get it, I understand it. And I'm finding that uh, I'm helping them too. And um, this is where my, I'm getting a huge dopamine out of that. When I see them getting better and stuff, it's just like, wow. Or you'll have a really profound meeting with them, you know? And, um, but the way I approach that that works best is what we've been talking about all morning, you know, which is I come in with, yeah, I have a goal, I have all that stuff, but I come in with listen, you know, pray, listen, uh, be prayerful and just watch, wait and listen. And the thought will come at the right time. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember one one instance where like this song that I have forgotten, I didn't remember at all. But some song from the past popped in my head right at the right time for the right phrase. You know, this is how cool that works. It really is. It is. Um, and I never thought I'd have a job that had that kind of meaning. Yeah. I never thought I would, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, having something to do, having a vocation that actually fills your soul is another one of those uh, like life goal kind of, you know, maybe you're not know you're looking for it. Right, uh, right. You think you're looking for a paycheck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you land in that word, uh, there's this thing, you know, I've heard, uh, again, take it from a speaker tape thing, it says, you know, uh, more times than not today, I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, 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 uh, right. So my true north. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am actually pegging on that more times than not today. And, uh, yeah, I can totally understand. I mean, I've said it a couple times lately, more than a couple times lately. Uh, carrying the 12 steps is my main job. Mm -hmm. uh, if I could do, if I, I, and I don't know, I like, I'm starting here going ding, ding. I don't know if that's for sure or not, but because uh, now just now almost like changed my mind with you sitting across from me because I know that I could do that if I wanted to now all of a sudden if I could carry 12-step message all day long and my bills got paid I would do that mm -hmm. that was my phrase that I'd say yeah, yeah that's how important it is to my life uh, but like as I'm sitting here thinking that's what you're doing right pretty much carrying a, carrying your message yeah uh, and paying your bills with that 
pretty much is the plan. That's the that's the way it works out. And and although I will say, like to me, I think what I have is just more of an obvious situation. In my situation, my case, um, it's obvious. It's clear to see how that's happening. Oh yeah. But 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 their profession is not at all related to the twelve steps where you're still doing the right, same right. thing. Yes. It's just not as obvious. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the key word being uh, obvious is that it's not a matter. Of, what you do is matter how easy it is to see that process happening. And my job, that's what's nice, is it's so clear to see. Yeah. Um, the job was also, you know, another story of manifestation for me too. Uh, you know, because uh, one of my journeys was, you know, I, at the time I was selling insurance, and you know, uh, which nothing wrong with that at all. You know, uh, great money and whatever. You know, and and um, I was honest about it. You know, I never tried to, you know, like whatever, but. You know, uh, and again, this is another thing I can see about your sponsor. I got this from him somewhat too, but this idea like, what am I really supposed to be doing mm-hmm. hit me. And so my um, Ray, my sponsor, you know, while he was here in Louisville, he's my sponsor, and uh, he uh, worked with me. I I just one day decided, I gave a, a very nice two-week notice I don't recommend this to anybody you know, out there. I mean, it's like, don't try this at home. In other words, I'm not saying you should do this. It may not work for you, you know. But for me, you know, I, I got to where I realized, okay, I did a very nice two-week notice. Left on great terms, you know, and um, didn't know what I was going to do next. And it's like, I've never done that before in my life. Yeah. Usually, you know, my, my addiction got me lost jobs that I didn't want unexpectedly, yeah. you know. <laughs> yep. So this was different to actually plan to lose a job. and um, Without anything out there. To nothing out there. It took a year, you know. Uh, but I worked with Ray a lot. And, you know, it was funny how part of that, too, was how weird the, the money situation just automatically adjusted in that time period that I wouldn't have planned, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and part of the story, a side note to it is, so I'm thinking about, so how, you know, I'm thinking about this and I'm at this oneness blessing thing and we're going to do a manifestation blessing, right? So you write down your manifestation. You know, in mine was just like, how am I going to make money now? You know, you know, what's my next step in my career choice thing? You know, I, I got to find a career. What's my next choice? Next thing. And so we did it. And then while we were doing it, I had gotten a phone call. For, you know, like my phone was turned off, turned on. There was a message on there. And it was from an insurance agent saying, like, look, I'm in a bind. I don't have anybody to cover and I need to go out of town. And so my old boss recommended me to her. I said, well, maybe he can cover for you. Hmm. Oh, well, Sure. I'll cover you know why not need the money I'll cover for you while you're gone or whatever, and that became a thing. I was able to be free, non-attached, but I had several people like it spread, and I had like three or four people who would like Frank. I need you on this date, so I was working with felt free though because I was like I'm here for three days. I don't know if I'll come back or what I'm doing next, and that lasted for a long time. And my tax returns turned out because there was a way where like I got more commission out of that, like I wasn't as diff- different. There was a way that I actually ended up with almost the exact same income mm-hmm. that year. Crazy, I know. Yeah. But it worked that way. And uh, when I was led to this was what I wanted to do, like, I remember like this sudden discovery that, oh my God, there are thousands of us now. This is a new thing. And I'm applying for jobs. And like, there's all these people. 
that are applying to it, and I'm not getting any responses. So I talked to my sponsor, who happened to be a unity minister too, so that kind of helped, you know. But he was like, you're focusing on the limitations of what you're doing. You're focusing on the limitations and making them real. He says, forget them. If you manifest it, you know, if you focus and pray for what you want, they don't matter. And sure enough, I did that. I even saw a job on it. Indeed, I thought, I want this one. I really did. And so I decided to manifest that. And within two or three days after I sent the resume in, I got a call. Yeah. Unheard of for me yeah. that fast. So, and the guy's like, oh, I'm really sorry to put this on you. I mean, I understand if you can't, but if there's any way you can make it today, that would be great. So I drive, you know, I, I drove up there because it was in Scott County and um, do the interview. And he's like, well, it's kind of weird, but I'd like to offer you the job. Mm-hmm. You know, within two days it happened. And uh, so what Ray said, my sponsor said was, that guy really had no choice. He didn't have a choice but to hire you, you know, because that was worked out through the what you did ahead of time. Yeah. So that's just kind of a cool story I like that is a really cool yeah. story man I love those stories man uh, I, th- I could collect books on how that mm. happens yeah and you know, it was one thing when well I was gonna that's almost gonna retract that there's an element of doing that on purpose and there's an element of that having happened by surprise yeah. And it kind of has to be both, you know, it tends yeah. to have both. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that gets to be where that thing about not being able to do the lottery ticket, you know, uh, the energy's not right for that. Like, yeah. And, and, uh, and it's not like it, it wouldn't, I'm going to say, I, I don't know why this is, but I'm going to say what my head says. It wouldn't have that element of surprise in the sense that, like, you go end up in this job and he hires you the same day kind of thing, right? That's uh, the similar, similar kind of surprise of me walking in there and the address was different on the paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't really come in the way. You think it will. Yeah. Uh, the way I have lined up in my brain. Right, know? But right. it still comes in it, some other thing. Yeah. And it kind of, to quote the big book again, uh, not quote, but paraphrase, uh, things happen that are better than I could have imagined. Yeah. Like it, it ends up being better than I even could invent. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point to point out too. Yeah, I really do. Is that like, you know, this is not wishing. You don't wish for something. It's not making a wish. Yeah. It's putting it on. It's basically another way to put it is, and Emmett Fox kind of talks about this with a golden key. I'm going to put this on God's terms. Let that be the outworking of it, you know. So it's, you think it's the opposite of, of 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 like letting go and turning over, but it turns out to be the exact same thing yeah. because your goal is this. And part of it from your prayer, I forgot of one of the one of the steps. If you do the seven step way of doing it, the one of the last thing is the outworking of this is left to God. You end it with that. So this is exactly what you're saying, and and a lot of it too has to do with interpretation. I was going to say one part of the story I left out. My, one of my favorite parts was when I got that call from the insurance lady, and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, manifestation, I, I already just left that business. And my wife's like, Frank, <laughs> you know, you might want to just go ahead and you know, open it's your mind and call them. Wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. You know, just think about, you know, before you say that, you know, don't like, you know, poo-poo it before you, you know, same thing. So, so I'm glad I didn't, Yeah. you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's a flow aspect to it too. Uh, I think you can get in there and monkey up the flow. Like that possibly, had you not answered that phone call, mm -hmm. that had been where you blocked the flow of the gifts that was coming to you. Yeah. And then this thing that actually ended up being closer to reality of what you were wishing for, mm -hmm. uh, maybe wouldn't have caught here. You'd right. Have, you'd have been tangented off in some other direction. Exactly. And, and not not on the path, so to speak, to get to where you were actually heading. You yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's the other thing about that forest we, we're hacking our way through. Right. Uh, we don't have a map. No, no it's map. It's best if you can let go of the map. Yeah. Uh, there's another story about uh, uh, keep pedaling was a thing, you know, and it's chop wood and carry water kind right. of thing. Uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a tandem bike with my higher power. Yeah. And he'll steer, but he won't pedal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I like that one too. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And, you know, and I thought that on that little, that little, uh, whatever it's called, quip. Um, you know, what I would want to do is pull over and have God, God okay, God, show me, get the map out because I need to see where we're going. Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. And that's none of my business. Right. And, and it's, yeah, yeah. So true. I'm going to grab another drink real fast. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should pause it or not. I think I will. All right. Got me a new monster. And uh, we just kind of were joking around about the uh, amount of time when you sit here and do this. Uh, I'll go, doing podcasts gives me this dopamine hit. I love doing them. Mm -hmm. When I'm done, like I, like a, I got a couple things that are routine. Uh, I don't plan anything on the backside of it. Because A, I want to soak that juice in for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, B, in about a half hour after a podcast, and I don't know, time don't matter, but I just throw half, let's say a half hour, I don't know what it is, I'll have a come down. And I'll like crash for yeah, a minute. Yeah, really. I to, and, I, and I need to be prepared for that, and I need to just roll with it. Yeah. You know, and take a break for a few minutes, or yeah. maybe kick back and meditate for a little bit, or take a nap or something. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, if I don't, well, if I go into something else, that crash will happen while I'm doing this something else. And I don't want that to happen. You know? Yeah, right, right, right. Use my energy wisely today. Uh, what's it? Line there, line says uh, burning up energy foolishly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Easy to do. To, uh, keep an eye on that today. So that flow thing, you know, uh, that's another uh, place that I've learned. And it comes in this being able to receive. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and even just as simple as being able to receive gifts that people want to give you. Because I get a lot of stuff that I don't necessarily want, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I go to people's houses and they'll, for whatever reason, want to give me something. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, there's a part of me where I, I receive all those gifts, whether if I want them or don't. Right, right. Because I don't want to block off that receiving, that no, receiving no. flow that's going on. Uh-uh, you know? uh-uh. If I cut the snake, the head of the snake off, or whatever, you know, yeah, then uh, then that flow will stop. Sure, and I sure. Receive gifts all the time, and I would rather be getting some stuff I don't want uh, to keep that flow going. Yeah, that's important, you know, and it's, that's kind of forgotten. It's the whole giving. You know, you, you receive by giving, uh, but you don't. <clears throat> but you mess up the cycle if you don't do the if you don't if you don't like do the receiving. If you're like, oh, no, 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 that's okay. You're, you're breaking the giving and receiving cycle. Yep. You know, we'll, I'll see that with people. Um, like, for instance, in early recovery, 
and maybe they're struggling in some way or another, mm -hmm. and maybe dad wants to give them some money because he sees that you're doing better. Right, right. You're actually yeah, worthy. Yeah, yeah. A couple months ago, I wouldn't have given you no money. Right, right, right. But, and you know, and <clears throat> what, what I want to do when that happens is go, nah, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. You know, and don't let them give you that. Right. You know, and that's exactly like, it's like, uh, no, dude, take the money. Uh, first off, you're actually doing your dad a disservice. You basically just rejected him by telling him no. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, here he is trying to give you something, and you're yeah. slapping him in the face. Right, right, no. right. And, uh, and this whole thing about, you know, you might be cutting off the pipeline right. of the gifts in the future. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe 20 bucks ain't nothing. Maybe that's all he's doing, you know. Uh, maybe 20 bucks isn't, but don't cut the flow off. Right, don't right, right, that. right, right. Yeah, I think that's a great... I watch new guys. That's a common theme that I counsel on. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe it ain't dad giving money. Maybe, you know, it comes in Whatever. all kinds of different sure, flavors. Sure. But they will uh, cut off the... Uh, cut off the, the receiving thing and you know like it's a lesson you can you know it's the value of a sponsor yeah because uh, that's what my sponsor taught me too right 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 yeah I remember yeah. doing the exact same kind of mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. Christopher well, I don't really want to you know, yeah so-and-so wants to give me this and I don't really want it <laughs> well it's like well they got the wrong address yeah great example yep yep and I did want to I wanted to cut that off I wanted to uh I wanted to go down there, and I didn't really. There was such a conundrum in my heart at that time. Yeah. Of that, before Christopher enlightened me on the right, right spiritual significance of it, um, about knowing that I didn't want, you know. That's what I wanted. If I could have something, I wanted to do my home incarceration here. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I needed to correct them. Right. And yeah, that's another one of these uh, these need to be right all the time, mm -hmm. or need to know. Yeah, it's another one of the things we have to let go of, you know. And the book says that too, in a whole bunch of places, that we got to be able to let go of our old ideas. And uh, you know, some of us tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil. Nil. Yeah, that's so uh, important. And it's such a true, you know, that's that wet ink. It's in that book about how. So I was talking about somebody yesterday about it being, I, I, I believe it was divinely inspired. Yes. Because I don't think it can be living much like the um, Bible. I'm not really a big Bible person. Yeah. But there's great lessons in there. There really are, they yeah. They lived a long, long time. Yeah. And they wouldn't be still around if they weren't working at some level. Right, oh, yeah. Stuff that doesn't work dies. <laughs> right, 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 uh, right. And I can actually see the significance in the Bible now. Some of the stories where I used to poo-poo stuff in there, now I understand the parable of, of the thing, the story, and what it's trying to teach me. Yeah, and yeah. That's the, the big book has the same thing. And the, Scott Lee pointed out, when he does a talk, he points out all these different areas in the big book that say various versions of having to let go of what you think you know. Yeah, that's, that's always important. And, and what, yeah. you, what, you, what you know for certain ain't true. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's also content prior to investigation. Is. A lot exactly. of what is that same thing. That's one of my favorite lines ever. It really yeah, is. It and really it's been is. a driving force it's in my Just a few words. It's a deep, deep concept. It, it's been, like for me, it's been a, a, 
uphill in my recovery, that phrase has been. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a, honestly, uh, I'm trying to think when Scott Lee does that, he's one of my favorite speakers and I gained a lot from him. Um, sometimes I'll say I'm 50% Chris Cohn and 50% Scott Lee. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he, because I'm like, if he doesn't have that underlined in there as far as one of those, that's probably the king, like the, that's the heading of the chapter of yeah. what you think you know yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that you know it plays right hand in hand with this positive prayer stuff. It's this you know the faith in prayer that it'll work for you. You know uh, is like the opposite of contempt prior to investigation. See what I'm saying? That's uh, yeah. Because contempt prior to investigation is poo pooing it out of the gates, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, first little peak of it. Not gonna work. Yeah, you know, it's the thing. I want to write a book. It's the Twelve Myths of AA. Yeah, and uh, and I think of a few of them. You know, the low hangers. I'm not hurting anybody but myself. Oh, that's a great one. And one of them is this won't work for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm different. I am uh, different. Yeah, no, you me. don't. You don't understand me. Yeah, and prayer is the opposite of that. Prayer is having a faith in something's going to happen that you don't think can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Don't believe in it, and I'm gonna place some faith in that it will happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't think I can get sober. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, this might work for you, but yeah, i one of my favorite ones. You know, that kind of one of those lines, like, and it goes back to work too. If I, you know, trying to get somebody in treatment, you know, I remember like some of the favorite resistance to that that I've not favorite but common one is I've already tried it. Yeah. Yeah. So that should so, be another one of the myths. That could be one of the twelve myths too. I've already tried. I've yeah. already done that. I, I, I went to A before A. and I'm drunk again. So that didn't work. Yep. Yep. Uh, you can usually punch a hole in that pretty quick. You know? Did they? Yeah. How so? Did you try it? Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> tell that, yeah. me about this try. Yeah. Well, just the fact. Look. You know, I got to tell you, some of the people who are doing great that I see have great recovery, it was their 11th try. Yeah. So. I didn't get it the first time. No. Um, well, you know, and it's kind of funny because if I walk it back, I, I want to like put a, I want to start the story at a certain place. Fact was, they sent me to AA when I was 16 and I got my first DUI. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I say, and I can, they're up into COVID and I'm not sure now. They were still holding meetings in the same little place down here in New Albany, the, what we call the carriage house. Yeah. Uh, that was my very first AA meeting ever. Yeah. And that was probably 1985 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I just took it. That's probably a year after my sponsor got sober. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and all I can remember is smoke, Cigarette smoke, coffee, mm -hmm. and old men. Yeah. And I have this vision, and I don't know if it's true or not, of that smoke hanging in the room. You know how it used to? There'd be like a thermocline where if you got down under the table, you could see, but if you come up, it's smoky. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's 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 what I remember. Mm -hmm. And like, and then, so they may, I don't, I don't really remember. I think I had to go to three meetings. 
Yeah. You know, had to get the car punched as part of my probation mind. They were going to diversion program or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so I walked through all that, and, you know, even I didn't know where to go to AA. Yeah. And one of this girl I was dating had an older brother, and he said, I know where an AA meeting is. I'll take you. Sure. I said, okay. So he actually went to all three meetings with me. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a driver's license, first off. You know, I just got busted for DUI. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I didn't have a ride. And, uh, and I could walk down here to her house or ride yeah. my bike to her house, and he would take me to the meeting. Yeah. And then on the way home, we'd stop and get a six-pack of beer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. Yeah, it was funny. And, uh, you know, without any kind of, like, no, like, thought at all that there was anything goofy with that. No. I just no. had to go to these meetings and get this, you know, I had this list of conditions the court was saying I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't changing anything I was doing no. besides checking off their box. Right. And, and at 19, I had to do it again. And uh, and I don't really remember that as well, but I know I had to do it. And they had to go to some victim's impact panel. You ever been on one of them? No, I never, no, not at all. Or they, you got to go sit in this room and listen to people who's had people die as a result of a drunk driver, like the mother. Oh, of wow. The daughter that was killed by a drunk driver. Wow. Tell her story. That was, that was hard to sit through. I bet it was. Uh, but man, you know, all I want to do is block it, right? Because I didn't want to hear any of that. You know, and I think that's part of that 19-year-old DUI is that I like, subconsciously did not want to the disease had me by then and I wasn't going to get well then right and it wasn't going to hear a thing any of these people no said. no and um, so those were my first steps into AA and I could have potentially mm -hmm. because I was there it could have happened yeah yeah uh, I got the DUI when I was 38 and didn't have any AA you know they wasn't, none of that was a condition of that one well, okay. And, then, uh, and, you know, just off a bad weekend when I was 40, mm -hmm. uh, which is whatever, 12 years ago now, and or 11 years ago in 2011, I actually walked into a room of AA on my own volition mm -hmm. with what I always say is that I had a third tradition in my pocket. Yeah. I had a desire to stop. Yeah, there you go. Back then, I didn't. Yeah. And, right. Uh, so that's 2011, and it was 2015 before it finally stuck, and... You know, and who's to say it's sticking, right? It's stuck so far. I always say my current sobriety date. I hope it's my last one. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> but I'm not yeah. going to stand here and do any proclamations that it will be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as I keep doing what I'm doing, I'll keep getting what I'm getting. I believe that fully. I do too. I mean, I believe there's, you know, like, I think that's the first, I mean, the first faith actually um, is just that, you know, where you, um, well, in order to have that faith, you got to at least know that you're screwed in the first place. I mean, you got to know that. But but it is to have the sense that maybe this thing that they talk about, this place, this whatever we're doing here, these people get sober, this might work. So it's like an inkling faith, like maybe this will work. Kind of like a second step mm -hmm. point there that you get to. You know, whereas, I agree. I think that's what, I think that's, you know. These steps are can be boiled down, and then they can also be fluffed up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And at yeah. a very base level, step two is simply: Do you think it's working for these guys, or do you think these guys are full of shit? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if it worked for the some of them, maybe it will work for me too. Right. Right. Well, and and like, 
you talk about your first like meetings, your impression. I was going to go back to that. It's like that is true. How our our bias has you see things a certain way, you know. Like, and I'm I'm always wondering if like my second meeting, because the first one was just kind of a fuzz to me, but the second meeting when all they talked about was how hard it is and you just got to put up with it, that was the topic. Mm. And I wonder if I could be, if, if like, I watch a lot of sci-fi, I like sci-fi, if I could go back to that moment again from this perspective, if that was a topic at all. If that was even <laughs> what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my own, my, that was a projection of exactly what I was thinking of. Well, I just got to do this. It's going to suck. You know, I can't drink anymore. It's going to suck. But I guess I got to do it. And that's exactly what they were saying in the meeting. You know, like, hmm, were they really confirming my belief or or yeah. was that me projecting it on what they were saying? Yeah. You know, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, no, but you know, I, it's hit me like on the growth of the psyche when you can actually recognize that and think, you know, know that. And yeah, that it's true, yeah. was what was going on. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was right wasn't true. It wasn't at all. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and very well not. That's an excuse. Another one you said about your guys saying uh, that I've already tried that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I've bounced into quite a few times about people who are sober and no longer participate. You know, they no longer are going to meetings and stuff. Was they say you know all they did was talk about drinking and. <sighs> And yeah. I didn't need that. It just triggered me. I didn't yeah. need to be someplace where they was talking about all that drinking. Right, 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 right. And I, like, I don't really? know, something inside of me not does not compute, does not compute. And, I'm, and I just think uh, I watch people have their, they've got a deck of contempt cards. The whole deck of them. <laughs> sure. You know, and they That's just true. look for whichever one, like, fits. too much drinking card. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm not going there. Right, 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 right. And, 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 and uh, we all have a deck of them, or we used to, mm-hmm. of why religion and spirituality wouldn't work for us. Sure. You know, oh, I did. Yeah, can't yeah. smell it, taste it, or hear it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and <laughs> marriage is like, what card are they going to play? You know, right, I mean, right, they right. They got a deck of those cards in their back pocket, and when I approach them, mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I love that thing. Play them, yeah. Or are they going to sit here and listen and be open to what right. I can offer? Yeah. That's a yeah. I love the deck of cards. That's really cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I've uh, known some people. I knew a particular person who didn't go to church because when they took when their son was baptized, the priest had said something off color or something behind the scenes. Like you know, and you know, they're just human too, right? Sure. You know, you want, we want to take these guys and put them up on some pedestal, like mm-hmm. they got a halo that they're hiding in the closet or something. Yeah. But apparently, he said some something she didn't like. I don't even remember. I remember she would tell me what it was back then, but I can't remember. But it was right. something that probably the priest shouldn't have probably said. Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> the priest would probably, but, yeah, and, right. And she gets that card out anytime any spiritual matters would play because mm-hmm. I'd be around her, and she would. Yeah, play her card, and she just sit back. You know, it is almost I could almost like visualize that. Pow. Well, you know, you know, and I think full house. A good question to ask because I'm, I'm um, this occurred to me. Because here's a question I do ask: Is what exactly does that event have to do with this situation now? Yeah. And just wait for the answer, and see if they don't by trying to answer the question, and they may say, "Well, because religion doesn't work." Yeah, you know, whatever they say, but they, that opens the door for, huh, you know, what is the connection? It, it's great too, man, because then you start allowing somebody too to answer their own questions. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because there's a whole big concept around this stuff. It's got to be my idea or it ain't going to work. And that sometimes it does have to be their idea for them to think it's, yeah. You kind of fertilize their idea a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times that is part of it, you know, is that you, um, on a professional standpoint, that's part of it is sell them on their own idea because it's there, you know. Um, analogy, I feel like analogy is one that I keep, and this is, this is not about contempt really, could be, but it's just about our expectations of gifts and receiving gifts. And the story of the guy who's like on top of his house in a flood, and he has faith that God will, you ever heard that one? Go ahead. Yeah, so, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I don't know if I know the whole one or the whole story or not. I think I'm missing a piece, but. Yeah, I know a version of it. Yeah, but basically like what happens, this guy prays and he knows, he's, you know, he has a lot of faith. He knows God's gonna get him out of that situation. You know, he's gonna be fine. So he's, you know, he's sitting there and a, and a boat comes along and the guy's like, hey, 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 y'all can get in this boat, you'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take you to, you know, I'll take you someplace you, you know, where, you're, where you're safe. Nah, God's gonna help me. Okay, guy takes off. And then there's somebody else comes, I think, and then finally a helicopter comes by. You know, dropping the ladder. He's like, no, 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 God's got this. And the next thing you know, he's like up to his waist in water. It's looking bad. You know, so he's like, God, I, I thought you were going to come help me. He's like, dude, I sent you a boat. <laughs> I sent you a helicopter, you know. Yep, yep, that's a great one too. Yeah. Man. It is. Uh, I heard it where he actually dies. Yeah. And he's at the pearly gates or whatever. Oh, really? Saying, yeah. God, what happened? Well, I thought you, I had placed all my faith in you. And he's like, well, I sent a boat and I sent, uh, there's three things. Yeah, I there are three things, the yeah. Is either. Uh, maybe at the very beginning, they somebody come and warned him that you need to go before, before uh, yeah, the floods. Yeah, yeah. And then it floods and the boat comes mm -hmm. and then it, he's on the roof and the helicopter comes and it's like, I sent you this person, I sent you a boat, I sent you a helicopter. What else you want me to do? Yeah, Exactly. Because uh, uh, God does show up in my life in foot leather. That's mm -hmm. another one of the uh, yeah. things I've heard. You know, yeah. I don't have you know that address change could be looked at almost like a burning bush situation. It's really close to me as far as in my heart, but it I really is. don't have that. I mean, I maybe have one. Yeah, uh, I don't really have that. What I have is these miracles that walk through my life and interact with me and teach me and mm -hmm. uh, show me things and like helicopters and and duck hunters in boats come and saving me from right America. right exactly yeah um and another topic just real quick came up to this topic of miracles is a great topic and it really is and i know you've you've done it as you know as leads before you talked about it and it's a great um really powerful thing to look at and at some point what occurred to me is miracles are just a matter of perspective that you know, what helps us sometimes is the dramatic, total surprise, what the, you know, WTF miracles, what get our attention and help us understand how the thing works. But I began to realize that life itself is a friggin' miracle. I mean, the fact that, you know, and again, this could get on, these are my beliefs. You know, my belief was we had this big bang and this is me, you know, I, I, and all this stuff and how we, Emerged and everything, and now that all these, all this life emerged from the earth, and here I am sitting here talking to you, 
is like a miracle beyond any kind of miracle. And it's easy to overlook that. Yeah, I mean, this morning you woke up. I did. After a sleep. Yeah. You got up, you had a closet full of clothes, you jumped in this real cool fucking thing that's got wheels and yeah, you drove yeah, over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You stuck a key in it and it started up and you drove all the way over here yeah. to where we sit. And exactly. Every little, every little plug along that way was a miracle. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, um, yeah it is. You know, the traffic lights were working. Nobody ran working. into you. There's no, no I didn't accident. have any. I didn't have a wreck. Didn't have a wreck. You know, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Uh, there's, uh, you know, it's funny how anchored I am to that book because uh, someplace in the first couple of chapters, and it might be in Bill's story. I think it is in Bill's story. Bill says, "My ideas about miracles were revised." Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, and you know, I'd read that, read it, and read mm-hmm. it. And then one day I was sitting with a sponsee and we went across that thing. And it, and this has not been that long ago. And yeah. It, and it pinged me. And I like I read over that line over and over again to the significance it was to me. Because like you said, I've got a miracle list in my telephone and I'll give leads and I'll talk about it. And, t- you know, it's part of my ammunition about selling this program. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that I use. And that's what happened. My ideas about miracles were revised. I don't know what you think a miracle is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but here's what I think they are, and I'm more along the lines of where you're where you're at. There is that you know that's uh, the miracles are happening every minute. They happen every minute, you know. And what's cool, you know, I talk about. I guess I'm saying the obvious when your perspective is is startled is is a great kind of miracle too. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, those are great. Yeah, they are, and. Um, I've had, I've, I have had, you know, even those, if you look, you can see more of those than you thought there were, too. Keep your eyes open, awareness, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, made me, it made me giggle. Uh, so yesterday, I'm out here working on this car. Right. And I have an app in my phone that feeds me handyman work. Feeds you what? Feeds me handyman work. It's a lead oh. generator. So okay. if you would go on the internet and say, I need a new faucet. Yeah. You might run into this particular company. Okay. And you would punch on there, and you'd fill out a little form, and it would connect you with me. Yeah. Uh, so these things pop up. And yesterday I'm out here, and, I, and I, it, you know, I saw it, and it popped up, and I hit it. And it says, the way it's across the top of it, it says, Bill W. wants your availability. <laughs> and, uh, and I giggled just like you yeah, know, yeah. I, mean, I, I look at that, <laughs> and I great. laugh. And I even screenshot it and sent it to a couple of people. <laughs> and they're like, Bill W., what is it, you know? And uh, some people knew what it was, and some yeah. people had to explain. Yeah. And uh, and I giggled a little bit about that, and a few minutes later, I, I, I see what he wanted, and uh, I hit him up, because you can reply to him, and I hit yeah, him yeah, up yeah, and yeah. told him, you know, uh, I gave him some of my availability. Yeah. And then when you get the, uh, when he replies back, it's real vague. It doesn't give you a phone number. It's protecting the client, right? Right, sure, sure. And so it keeps them real vague at first. But once you make contact with them and you reply, it gives them the first, it gives you their full name and their phone number. Right. And it's and it was Bill Wilson. That is amazing. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, yeah. And I know that's, you know, may not mean anything to anybody, uh, you know, but uh, I, I look at them as these little nudges by higher power that's kind of like patting me on the shoulder. Yeah, I, you know I mean, what I mean? Like, oh yeah, okay, you're in your true north. Those are just these are just the little crack, the little cracker crumbs, the cookie crumbs. Yeah, on the trail. Well, that yeah. I know I'm on path. Well, and, and like you know, I I'm inclined to think that wasn't like a little fluke at all. That was an absolute thing. And like sometimes 
you've heard the saying like God has a sense of humor, uh -huh. you know, and I see that in there because it is funny, it really. Yeah, is. Yeah. But but then the point is like, Bill W wants you to be available is what I heard. Yeah, right. He wants yep. you to be available. Yep, that's uh that's the way I looked at it too, man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. bigger than just this dude wanting me to hang some towel bars and stuff in his house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out to be that. So that's that idea about miracles being revised is uh, is is big, you know. And this is you sit down with a guy that's one week sober or two days sober, or maybe he ain't sober, and he can't wrap at those neural pathways around no, this kind no, of talk, no. right? Yeah, you know, you yeah. have to come down on mm -hmm. uh, their level. Uh, it's like I've said, no, so, you know, if I get my, if I meet you in your early recovery, whatever that means, and uh, and I get my whole miracle list out and show it to you, yeah, you'll leave, probably, because I can't. That's you know that there's way too much contempt prior to investigation here. I got to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, you know, six years down the road, he's looking for help again. And he's like, "Well, I don't go to A because this one dude." <laughs> Right, 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 right. Poured all this baloney on me. About miracles, they're all religious freaks yeah, over there, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a little art about following mm -hmm. higher powers, lead, nudging on like, which one of these stories am I going to get out right now? That's very true. You know, when you're sitting there working with that guy, how you say that stuff comes to you that you don't, there's this outside presence kind of like, like that. Popping in here like, what? Them. Okay. Yeah, and you come off with something you've never said before sometimes, right? Yeah, new, yeah. Something entirely new comes in, and uh, and then other times, you know, you're going into your rolodex of examples of what might help this guy relate to this what's mm -hmm. going on, you know, in some kind of positive manner, you know. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it's a story on, you know. Sometimes we get out the ones that relate to so it's happened when it's not positive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it, happened to so and so? Right, right. Well, you know, and and the. You know, um, I always liked what put that in perspective to me as far as like how you talk to someone that's brand new and the topics you choose. You know, Bill W. always refers to newcomers as prospects, which like that's a sales analogy there. That's what basically someone you're wanting to sell. Prospect is, from his standpoint as a stockbroker, he wants to sell his services as a broker to a prospect. You know, and so it's not unlike that in that you, that reality of where they're at is what filters what you say. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are like topics change for me when I'm in with somebody that's new because I'm wanting to speak to where I can connect with where they're at, you know, and not where. All the stuff we're talking about today, probably wouldn't talk about that kind of stuff, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, not to say that for later. Yeah, yeah. Typically, of course, it's always different, and I think that's where it comes in. Where, you know, the ability to listen and be intuitive is so helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, because stuff will just pop. You know, I say I like sci-fi. So there's this sci-fi thing where where these people coming from the future to save. You know, it's like time travel, and they have this little microphone embedded here. So like they can be talking in a conversation and they can say something to you like, oh, you need to report to headquarters or, you know, oh, be careful, there's so-and-so over here. And like they hear it, nobody else does. That's kind of what it's like. I mean, I don't actually hear someone, but it's like there's a little 
connection in here somewhere, and I hear, talk about this. Yep. I don't know where it comes from, but, you know, and it's, I agree. You know, and it's like manifesting because you got to, for me, I have to have faith that that will happen before it does. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, or else you wouldn't even sit there in the first place. No. You wouldn't even be sitting in the seat. No. If you didn't have some faith that that's going to, because I, you know, and this is another dichotomy. I was getting ready to say I have very little faith in myself, uh-huh. but that's not necessarily true, right? Because my faith has grown a lot. Yeah, and now I don't. Now I actually have a, a great deal of faith in myself that me and this higher power, like I said before the thing, I am kind of of the opinion today that I can fix anything I set my mind to. And that's wonderful. Yeah, I remember and, you said uh, that in the very beginning. Yeah, and, but I know that ain't necessarily me, right? Right. It's a gift, and this is you know, and sometimes when I'm doing it. There's an intuition that's not unlike sitting with this newcomer when I happen to be able to just say, you know, you can see them, you know, you know when you touch them, right? And and you see that whatever you just said connected with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and to have that perfect thing to present to this mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of feeling of like when I'm in there working on something and an idea pops forth about like how I can fix this. Right. You know, that's something that I haven't, you know, I've never dealt with this guy before, right? So I right, 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 right. And I've never fixed one of these before either. Right. But it's a similar thing of that, uh, of, uh, you know, the stars aligning kind of deal, you know, where mm-hmm. the, you get that, you're handed that intuition to handle the situation. Yeah. That, that I don't really, you know, still a piece of me in a sense that still doesn't feel worthy of being handed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, and going back to like you can fix anything, I think that um, self-esteem and ego and how that works is a, a lot of people are confused around that. Um, you know, because what you're saying is actually true. You're saying a true fact. You know, you know, if you were humble, then that's exactly what you could do is say that fact. It seems confusing, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like you can say that fact because it's true, and also because you believe it, it even becomes more true. Yeah. So, you know, to me, I don't see that as like over having a big head at all. It's having a right size head. You know, Thank you. Um, I worry about that sometimes. You What's know, that? I worry about. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, maybe I should keep my trap shut because it sounds braggy. Uh, yeah, arrogant and. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and, and actually, yeah, so it's like what we think is bragging may not be. So you have to, that is a, something that sometimes it's helpful to try to overcome that. But I, I am the same way, you know, like when I see something that's a gift to me in my life that has to do with an ability or accomplishment, it's like, you know, the ego part of me is what's actually challenging that, not the the opposite the opposite what we think is the ego is making you brag but the truth is what the ego is doing is it's making challenging you on what you were just told to say mm. you know so mm. so yeah so i think it's great you can fix everything you know <laughs> i mean really yeah you know what i made me giggle the other day when i was telling somebody that you know i was talking to somebody in uh and it's and see, I'm stopping myself from saying this because of that same feeling you're just saying. Uh, I've had this phenomenal record with sponsees too, man. God oh yeah, has put a bunch of people on my path, mm-hmm. and almost all of them are getting well. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Doing really good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's like that fixing things. Yeah, uh, is playing in my life in various 
ways, you know, and I yeah. know that I'm not fixing that guy. I fully know that I'm not doing that. Right. Uh, but I'm playing a part that I'm being led to play, you know. Yeah. I'm following the intuition and I'm help being, you know, the old adage of a tool in the in, or an instrument in the master's hand. Type right, thing. right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's the way I feel about my fixing these other things too. You know, yeah. These mechanical devices and cabinet doors or car ignitions. Uh, right. I, feel, I have the exact same attitude with that as I do with when I'm sitting working 12-step with somebody that, you know, I'm a tool in the master's hand. Yeah. See yeah. you later. So, uh, yeah, I I had this um, experience. Um, Must be 10. It probably is. So we need to yeah. That's when he wrap did. it up here. Yeah. Well, I'm good. We don't Pardon? Need to, we don't need to wrap anything oh, okay. in my mind. Okay. Uh uh, he leaves at about 10 o'clock on every morning and goes, meets up with his buddies. Okay. And uh, so I just knew when that happened, it was probably it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, so this is a story that, again, this is on my, I guess, on my faith and my belief system. You know, I, I do now I go to a church and it's called Unity, and, and um, they have an annual ceremony at New Year's time or around the holidays, basically. It's a, uh, it's a, um, what do you call it now? I forgot the uh, burning bowl. I think they call it ceremony, and then it's followed by a white stone ceremony the next week. Say that once again. The white, the, uh, uh, the white stone. White stone. Yeah. Okay. And I won't go into where these things come from historically or whatever. Just the actual thing. So during the burning bowl, you're given this kind of paper that's really cool. You put it in fire and it like vanishes. Yeah. So we all write down what we want to let go of. You know, and it could be complicated, it could be whatever. Um, and the word came to me before I even, you know, even went there, which was right on the word fear. Hmm. You know, because I, you know, so did that. And then on the stone, very clear, faith. So when I did that, what started happening immediately was I started recognizing where I didn't have confidence in myself. Hmm. I, I was thinking of faith like in the, you know, higher power faith and faith in the process faith but what i didn't realize is what i what i got i got what i actually needed which was faith in myself mm. so that just that triggered that so you know you say faith in self i mean that's exactly what i didn't have in some areas and i was like this is weird i'm seeing this you know because i didn't see it before you know so yeah we are we're I picture us like a very slowly blooming flower. There you go. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I think I'm all the way open, but I ain't yet. You right. Because it's still, and you know, that's a journey. That life's a journey, not a destination. Yeah. Kind of thing that, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know where full bloom comes into a thing, but that's why my picture of like what happens to a guy when I watch them come awake mm -hmm. through this process, and then I also have the ability to look back at my own path. Mm -hmm. and and see all these miracles that have happened mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. as simply a result really uh, and it boils down to simply this is practicing these principles right here yeah these 12-step principles in right life. right right uh, and not picking and choosing right all cart right right uh, you know i don't get to i don't really like to meditate pardon you know, i don't you know i can't start i don't really like to meditate Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I just really am not too much into that prayer thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I never, I'm just not wired to sponsor. 
Right, uh, right. It's not my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those things, I've just dove into all of it and took it. And mm-hmm. it was a Hail Mary is what it was. That's the way it started. And yeah. And that seems to be the thing with all of us. You know, uh, you got to be beat down pretty hard for you. you know, it's not like we're asking you to carry no, no, the no. cross to your own crucifixion or nothing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> These things are not hard things to do. Right, right. Uh, uh, they're not difficult. The concepts aren't hard, really. Uh, and 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 that's, simp- that's been what's carried me for seven years now and given me more than I could have ever done. Yeah. God has done for me more than I could have ever done for myself. For right, sure. right, yeah, um, very much so. Um, I'm having one of those moments too where my brain just lost. Yeah, completely. sometimes we run out of gas. That's another thing about this. And sometimes I take that cue because I believe that's the same kind of intuition. Sometimes is when, when you're I done getting an idea. Yeah, 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 uh, and, 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 yeah. I am getting the sense that we are wrapping. That's what's happening in my head now. Yeah, it feels yeah. like, you know. Uh, you talked about fear at one point. You said that, and we beat around on the aspect of value of being able to listen. You know, Darren is really my, I hang my hook on him. Oh, for yeah. Like teaching me to listen, you know, right. early on, and I was having a lot of trouble with listening to meetings. Mm-hmm. And particular personalities in the meeting. Oh, yeah. You know, I was focusing on that particular thing. And the rest of everything was getting away from me. Right, right. You know, uh, uh, and Darren helped me come into some equilibrium there, uh, and and get to where I could do stuff. But Darren's actually been the last two podcasts. Have been yeah, me yeah, and him. yeah. And uh, and fear was a big part of the one that released this morning. Cool. And uh, listening was a great big part of what was the one from last week. Wow. Week before, yeah. Whenever it was Isn't the last funny? episode. Yeah. And uh, those. Uh, Simple words have giant meanings and can be a topic of themselves about a lot. They can be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, well, I've really enjoyed this and I like uh, it's the same thing as, you know, I don't know. I feel embarrassed about saying it, but you know, I love you and I love what you say. And yeah. I love the thought you, even in meetings. Yeah. You know, thank just you. When you do the three minute, when we do a three minute. Yeah. 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 I, I connect with certain people and they they fire those synapses or whatever in my brain that yeah me, yeah it gives me dopamine hits really i guess oh yeah oh yeah yeah because I'm, I'm i'm in alignment with what this guy's saying yeah and, yeah and uh i guess at some level you know it's like yeah uh that's what i think too i like him <laughs> <laughs> that happens yeah you know, you know and and um you know you can take that to the level of like well you know i was thinking you know, the whole purpose of this is a, is a podcast. We say what we say because we know it's going to help somebody somewhere, you know, and that's the work that you're doing. And uh, But another part of it is I get to talk to Dan for a couple hours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, which is like, yeah, totally has nothing to do with the podcast. It's just I, I'm actually, you know, enjoying the conversation, and I'm talking to you like I would if it wasn't turned on, it seems like. Yeah. You said something about uh, guys getting together and meeting in a coffee shop about this idea of about a podcast. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, that was actually the original intent of this thing, was that we thought we were had some good stuff to say. Yeah. And we should share it. Right, right, right yeah. And then that, that kind of dried up, and I got into this role of doing an interview, a story guy, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I sometimes wonder now if I'm not like, if this thing is revolving back to the original intent, was just 
carrying and knocking around. I say knocking around these concepts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like a uh, like sitting here playing catch. Right, 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 right. You catch it, talk for a minute, toss it back to me. I talk about it for a minute, and we just play ball here for a little bit and and see what comes, because I don't know what we're going to say. No. I don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I didn't know, like, should I have some things in mind or whatever, but I couldn't think of them, so I decided not. So Yeah, (laughs) and that's a cool thing, too, man. That's why I believe this thing also is being supported by higher powers that – fuel continues to be provided for it yeah yeah uh if it's not to bent to be someday it'll dry up right 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 don't worry about that like when i stopped being able to get when i stopped having people volunteering for coming to tell their stories really yeah my mind goes to well maybe Uh-oh. this is over it's over yeah sure it's a good run i understand completely and, and i'm also totally on board with if that's the case I'm accepting of that. Right, 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 <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you know, and I uh, have people to talk to about it. And, you know, like my sponsor said, he, he he brought this to my thought, just exactly what I told you, is that, you know, maybe this is a time to turn the corner. Yeah. And uh, he said, you know what he said? No. He said, you ought to give Frank a call and you ought to call Darren. Yeah, And he, and he yeah. mentioned a few names and he said, Throw them a note and see if they want to just come shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, once again, it's always behooved me to follow my sponsor's suggestions. And yeah. I do that today. Yeah, yeah. We, that's a thought that I heard that didn't come out later. But, yeah, the importance of sponsorship is just like, you know, for a bazillion reasons, this, doing this thing without that person there is just like. Blinders. Yeah, it's like, how could you possibly do it? Because there's going to be, like, I have had so many misconceptions along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and a sponsor is more than that. But it definitely, like, getting me to understand and see outside those blinders. Right, yeah, it gives me, like, providing me with peripheral vision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, Because on my own, I tend to laser focus down on black and white. Right, 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 right. He shows me all the gray. Yeah. Well, cool. Got any closing thoughts? Anything in particular you want to say? While no, we not really. Things? Just, you know, my opinion of the, of the podcast is that it's working. It's working like it's supposed to. Well, thank you know, you. it's doing the thing it's supposed to be doing. And that's, you know, for me, it's like it felt natural because everything was supposed to be, Yeah. you know, like yeah. this. So. Yeah, it just does. It feels like this is what this is another one of them spots where I sit in it and I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I like that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it goes into that, you know, if things are working, keep doing them. And if they're not, stop. That's the bad part about recovery. That's the funny dichotomy in recovery is that yeah. when things aren't working, I still can't stop. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is most of uh-huh. know this is not working anymore. It used to used to work pretty good for most of us and then it stopped working but we can't stop doing it we've lost that power of choice in there yeah to really have some help to 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 get that bent around yeah Um, definitely and so like i've added now i've got three things i say at the end of each podcast i got to be careful and one of them is that if things are working keep doing them if they're not stop Mm -hmm. and then uh, my ovens are if you're not having a blast in your recovery it's your own damn fault Right. And these kind of things is what, like, this is a blast in my recovery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This you is know? great. This uh, is great. I'm, and these things are available to you. Find your blast. Yeah. Yeah. You find your bliss is what, what follow your bliss is one of the, the teachings. And uh, this is one of mine. 
Yeah. And uh, yours is out there. You just had to do some action. You had to pick up a shovel to move that mountain or whatever. Yeah, right, and pick right. Pick up a shovel and you had to try some things and you may say, this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. This ain't it. Right, right, right. And all of a sudden you go, hey, here it is. Uh, but you got to take that action. That's part of this, uh, this, these concepts we work under. And the other one is, is that you must participate in your own recovery. Mm -hmm. Same concept in a sense. So what I want to do is thank everyone out there for allowing Frank and I to participate in our recoveries in this manner today. Awesome. Peace out. Peace out.